0: The following announcements have been paid for by the sponsors of the Hameen Media Group. Hameen Media Group brand management is taking over. Social media, video, audio, design, marketing, and more. HMG Brand Management is proud to be partnered with Vince Russo's The Brand, Stevie Ray TV, Rip Rogers' FR Podcast, Goldilocks, Big Vito Brand, The A-Show starring Aaron Stevens and April Hunter, The Two-Man Power Trip, And now, Angelina Love in Velvet Sky, The Beautiful People. Search for all of our HMG brand management partners on your favorite podcatchers, YouTube, and of course, Patreon. Support your favorite HMG ring veterans by visiting ProWrestlingTees.com. Dr. Man Beast Ted McNaylor, God Papadon, SCG Search from Big Sal, Chris Silvio, Stevie Richards, and of course, the Ayatollah himself, Ben Hameen. Hey, bro. Wake up with the official Vince Russo coffee from Broaster's Coffee. Medium roasted, Nicaraguan blend with chocolatey notes and a smooth finish that'll have you ready to go, bro. Available only at thebroasters.com. For a flavorful hashtag RBV fitness foodie experience, visit Zorro's olive Zordos ultra premium, Extra virgin olive oil is exclusively sourced from the Zordos family private 100-year-old olive groves in Greece. Taste the difference and visit zordosoliveoil.com today. StevieRichardsFitness.com For the most affordable and effective home workout program that will give you results, real results. 12- and 16-week resistant band programs are available for instant download now at StevieRichardsFitness.com Russo'sBrand.com where the pros are pros, bro. Get the most valid takes in wrestling from the pros who live it. Visit Russo'sbrand.com. Subscribe to Hacker Hameen and Hameen Media Group on Podbeam.com. And visit patreon.com backslash Hamine Media Group. We now take you to your featured HMG presentation. <laughs> The Force is with you, Young Skywalker. But you are not a Jedi yet. My powers have doubled since the last time we met, Count. Hey! Suffering death, I fear. Something terrible has happened, Young Skywalker. The dark side of the Force is a pathway to many abilities some consider to be unnatural. I will be
1: the most powerful Jedi ever. It's all Obi-Wan's fault. He's jealous. He's holding me
0: back. You don't know the power of the dark side. I must obey my master. These aren't the droids you're looking for
2: droids we're looking for. Master Skywalker, there are too many of them. What are we going to do? Help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi. Do I only hope?
0: Hello there. Fear is the path to the dark side. Fear leads to anger. Anger leads to hate. Hate leads to suffering. hi. I- I- I-
3: Welcome, ladies, gentlemen, boys, girls, Jedi, Sith, Mandalorians, Twi'leks, and all you trans as well, because this is and inclusive podcast to another action-packed, fully-stacked, totally Cuban-coffee-jacked edition of the New Force Order Forever podcast. We're Star Wars podcast. and if you've not realized that on the 110th episode, then I got sorry news for you, Sunshine. There's no hope for you. And, Doc, for those who don't have hope, what's going down besides my uh, dog barking in the background? now.
1: Look, woof, 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 Apollo's barking. Uh, there's a. Y- you can't build a rebellion.
3: That's right. You build a doghouse, throw Apollo in. You can't build a goddamn rebellion. Because you ain't got no hope, kid.
2: Rebellions are built on hope. Rebellions are built on hope.
3: Welcome. I'm one third of your hosts. I am a professional, professional wrestler, Bubba, multi-time champion in a galaxy far, far away. Star Wars aficionado. I am the Greek god Papadon, aka your boy GGP.
0: Ah, to the Greek, Greek god. God.
3: god. Now, alongside with me, I have the distinct honor and pleasure. Before we enter the podcast, he hit us with the secret knock, gave us the secret code word, all the way from the witness protection program on Expo. You know what a hey yo big introduce yourself.
4: Hey yo. Ladies and gentlemen, I am the talk lord of the podcast, the Sethari, the rampaging Revan kiss, the butcher, your boy, Dark Spirit On.
3: And last, but certainly not least, because he's always number one in your heart is the man with the plane no his name's not stan he's hot that's why you need a fan he's the man with the kung fu grip who likes to steal your girl but gets off on stealing your thunder the medical droid introduce yourself
1: i'm smarter than 21b more technical than fx7 the god of stealing thunder while he was working on his tan in miami this week and the man whose soul and heart is darker than
3: Darth Vader's armor, Talk to Destroyo, Alex Rue. Nice. Very, very nice. Ladies and gentlemen, another week has transpired. Some news has dropped this week. We're uh, one week closer to May 4th. And that means the Bad Batch is coming. And... Uh, I'm going to be the first one to tell you guys, we are not mentioning anything regarding spoilers of any of the episodes because I stayed away from everything. I want to be fully surprised. But one thing I will let all you people out there know, all six of our fans, is that there's a gentleman. You may know him as the Lord and Savior of Star Wars, the heir apparent to the throne. His name is David Filoni. He likes to wear a cowboy hat, but he's also going to be on national television next week. uh, Good morning, America. And he will be talking about the Bad Batch and the premiere. So, Doc, what are your expectations regarding Good Morning America and Dave Filoni?
1: uh slim to none because the show usually sucks and they'll ask some softball questions and he will answer with just watch the show it's gonna be fantastic it's great it's my vision of star wars and a bullshit like that but yeah whatever i'll probably dvr it and watch it six months from now
3: <laughs> uh i'm excited about the bad batch um I'm looking forward to it first episode I think it's 75 minutes long so to me that's remarkable but again we're not going to get into rumors and speculation or sexual Nintendo's or might remain regarding the Bad Batch because I want everybody who's watching it to be enthralled in the moment to be surprised and to appreciate the series for what it is, and that is a continuation of Star Wars animation, but also a continuation oh, yeah. of the time period after the Clone Wars. So, um, all more news came out uh, this week, recently, about your friend and my friend, not Hurricane Helm's friend, Obi-Wan Kenobi in the series itself. He decided to tell people that the Kenobi series feels a lot more real than the prequels did and that he spent two and a half hours for months every day for months the past few months studying lightsaber dueling techniques uh spots if you will and hand-to-hand combat to just prepare and get ready for this show so doc does that tickle your taint are you a happy Uh, little camper Well, i hope he did
1: i mean um first of all he's probably 20 years out of practice since uh one was uh, um, Revenge of the Sith, 2003, five, five seven, five? 12, 99, 2001, I think it was three. Um, So you better, you're getting paid for this, bro. I mean, come on. But that does tip us off to the fact that there's going to be lots of lightsaber stuff happening during this series. So,
3: gush, 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 exactly. what's better than
1: lightsabers?
3: more fucking lightsabers <laughs> uh well speaking of kenobi speaking um, of
1: kenobi speaking of kenobi well hold on a second here uh another thing dropped about kenobi um the fact that uh we got a new actress that's uh, been announced for the show is that where you're
3: going with that or no once yes, again kenobi the lord is, of stealing yes. thunder <laughs>
1: yeah uh, the good part about it is I'm scrolling through our text messages and trying to
3: figure out which was this. Who's got it. Maya Erskine? From Maya Pen15. Erskine,
1: there you go, perfect.
3: She has, has a, a street
1: named after her
3: on the Bell Parkway. Nice, <laughs> goddamn belt, always full of traffic. Um, 1015 star and co creator Maya Ersk- Erskine is got casted to join. The Mandalorian. Now, rumors are afoot that she might be playing Dr. Afra.
1: Mandalorian or in the Kenobi?
3: Mandalorian. I'm sorry. In the Kenobi. My mistake. Uh, and that <laughs> she might be playing Dr. Afra Ooh. in Kenobi. I don't know. That's what people she are guessing. She
1: actually looks a little like Chloe Bennett to begin with.
3: Yeah, I mean, Chloe Bennett could be playing uh, Satine uh, like I originally heard. But who knows? But my question is this. Have you ever seen Pen15? Um, all I know is
1: number two pencil, bro. That's
3: it. Well, look, it's, it's PN15, right? If you look at it real quick, it's, it almost looks like penis. Penis. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I saw that. I was like, oh, they got some, some porn chick playing on this thing. It's awesome. <laughs> it's like penis creator. Oh, really? Anyhow. Um, <laughs> anyway, she, she's a good looking lady. Uh, from what I hear, she's a great actress. And um, this, this site, Deadline, is the one that reported and broke the news. So that's more people that are jumping on board this Kenobi series. I, and I'm going to be honest with you people out there, all six of you this is nothing. Um, I think the real bread and butter uh, has not been leaked out yet. I think we're going to see some situations. I've heard some rumors. I'm not going to dive into them because there's not a lot of merit behind it, but I wouldn't be surprised if we could see a couple people from Star Wars itself that we weren't expecting to see in this series. And it only makes sense if they partake in it. So, you know, I, I'm excited, man. And I heard there's six episodes, not four, not not seven, not seven-minute abs, six-minute abs.
1: There needs to be 66 episodes. Needs That'd to be. be
3: great, dude. That'd be great. That's beside the uh, they're an hour long, so hopefully they're not like MCU hour where it's like 28 minutes of credits at the end. You know what I mean? <laughs> dude, that pissed me off so much.
1: It's like, oh, great, this episode's super long, and then like, uh, why are there 12 minutes of credits?
3: There's yeah, no it's like, credit Exactly. But, um, I want to introduce you guys to our segment here. It's called Marky Mark and the Funky Tweets.
2: Yeah. Can you feel it, baby? I can too.
3: Now, now it's full of good vibrations and sweet expectations. Mm -hmm. But I want everyone to know that this man is a national treasure. No, not my buddy Nick Aldis in the NWA. But mark him. Because he goes to this thing called Twitter and he expresses himself in a certain amount of characters. Is it 140 or is it 240? I think it was initial. What was initially? How many characters initially? It's double
4: I, whatever
1: it was initially.
3: Oh, whatever. Uh, anyway, uh, let's, let's, speak, now. let's speak very vague. He does it in a certain amount of characters and he gets his point across and he uh, trends like the kids like to say and he actually makes some news. So there's a guy you have may heard of, Doc. I know I've heard of the guy. His name is James Gunn. Not Billy Gunn, not Tommy Gunn, but James Gunn. You know the guy?
1: I do know the guy. He was the director of the Guardians of the Galaxy that actually got into a little bit of trouble at one point in his career with the mouse, but somehow still made to a... Uh, fired and then rehired to make some movies, so...
3: Well, you know what? Let's be fair here. Uh, the situation that went down with him was from a long time ago. It was bad jokes.
1: Was it from a galaxy far, far away a long time ago?
3: No, it wasn't from a galaxy far, far away. But he was forgiven. And now he's back. But I think the main reason why he's back is because his cast, you know, stood up for him and said, hey, if he's not coming back, we're not coming back. So they played a little hardball and he won. So it'd be nice to see some of the Mandalorian cast do the same. But maybe they don't have to because we'll get down... We'll get down to that brass tax in a little bit regarding Gina Carano. But first, let's tackle this. Uh, James, James Gunn, he sent the picture via Twitter of the cover of the script for Guardians of the Galaxy 3, which is being called Guardians of the Galaxy's Holiday Special. Mm-hmm. And the tweet said, this is the wrapping. The gift is inside. And then Mark Hamill responds, who's rumored to be play playing in Guardians of the Galaxy 3 as some kind of character. Oh,
2: interesting.
3: Uh, Hammer responds with a tweet saying, I have a very bad feeling about this. <laughs> Pop. Which is obviously a line from Star Wars and he, chef's kiss. Mwah. Played it to perfection. So that... Normally we give you one tweet that he uh that stands out from Mr. Hamill. And his if you guys want to follow him, it's a, at Hamill himself. And tell him the NFO sent you. All but right. um he also he also tweeted something else recently uh this week. There's another actor, Joseph, Joseph Gordon Levitt. Many people know who he is. Uh he boasted he posted some concept art from Ralph McQuarrie about Chewbacca. And then Hamill jumped on board, made the tweet his own by saying, uh, very early in the shooting of Star Wars, studio's execs expressed deep concern that Chewie didn't wear any pants Uh and suggested he wear a pair of letter hosens. That they will focus on this amidst all the grotesque elements in the script made us laugh and made us a bit worried. Hashtag true story. Asher? So, the execs were a little bit worried that because he's just wearing a bandolero, he was too naked, and that yeah. they had to put him in later ho-
1: hos- <laughs> Were they worried about his Chewbacca?
3: <laughs> oh, Spiro, hit us with a Chewbacca. I find this a little uh, ridiculous, if you ask me. But... It isn't far fetched because these studio heads, they uh, they really don't know. They got the money, they got the power. First you got the money, then you got the power, Frank. But they really don't know. And luckily they didn't give Chewbacca any pants. They didn't give him any uh, any uh, clothing. And I think that adds to the character. What's your take?
1: So they actually made one of Macquarie's Chewbacca um Initial sketches that uh, into a figure they actually made a couple of, of uh, his initial sketches like Yoda and Obi-Wan and Luke. Um, and aside from the face looking a little kind of more alienish than th- th- than we know of the Chewie that we actually saw, they did have him in some kind of clothes it didn't look terrible. I think if they would have went that way, it would probably worked. Um, because it's not like Chewie was, you know, blasted all across the scene. And you saw him from the waist down a ton of times. I, I always thought it was kind of odd that he was naked. But then Alf was also naked, too. And, you know, so it's uh there's been a lot of hairy guys that have been have been naked on television and or movies. So
3: uh, whatever. He's a dog. He's covered in fur. Oh, oh he's Chewbacca? Naked. Yeah, he's not <laughs> naked. That's his people. What if he got a hard on, though? What What if he did? Get the peanut butter. We're going to have some fun.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh,
3: man. This show's already off the rails. Um, but speaking about the Wookiees, there's rumors going around that in season three of The Mandalorian, we're going to see more Wookiees. And this is coming from Bespin Bulletin. Um, I'm excited. I love wookies, and I think uh, I think we may see we may see uh, the bounty hunter, the um, chrysanthemum, whatever his name is, the black Wookiee that usually teamed with the. Uh, uh, Why's
1: it gotta be a black Wookiee photo? Because
3: he's black. You know what I'm saying? I didn't make the color of the goddamn Wookiee. I, I didn't create the character, but. His name is, I think, Chrysanthemum, almost like the flower. Uh, it's
1: uh, Chris, yes, yeah, something like that. But it's possible. I mean, he he would be a good uh, a good foil for the Mandalorian. Um, they could also go back and 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 into non-canon stuff right now, into some Shadow of the Empire shit, where there's a a bounty hunter that Chewbacca assumed the 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 uh, the the name of when he was trying to infiltrate to find out where Han was. Uh, Snuva as well. So there's, they have a few options out there if they want to like, look for canicles, you know, potential canicle stuff, or they could just completely go off the rails and do non Wookies that we don't know yet. And or maybe we could see Lumpy back up back again.
3: You know what? Snoo was more over than Revan. So, oh. but um, real briefly, we mentioned about Gina, you know, blowing a comeback, and I don't know who comeback is, but he's a lucky guy. Um, what do we mean? Is this that um, there was an article uh, released by piratesandprincess.net? And then the, the article is called Gina Car- Carano Uncanceled. So I'm just going to run through the article real briefly. Um, do it. Do it. Uh, so what happens is the backlash that she received from being canceled by Disney was intense. Now it seems Hollywood is walking back. Some of their positions on Gina Carano. Just yesterday, our chief editor and owner of Pirates and Princesses, Geeky Sparkles, that's the owner's name. Geeky yeah, Sparkles.
2: yeah, whatever. Okay, yeah,
1: whatever. Snow- discovered Snowflake Twinkle Toes. Okay, keep going.
3: Discovered Walmart was selling Gina Carano Cara Dune Star Wars merchandise. Yeah, so now Nat Geo is pulling back on the decision to ban the Running Wild episode featuring Miss Carano as well.
1: With Bear, Bear, Bear Giles, whatever the guy's name is. Bear Grills, yes.
3: grills, Grylls, whatever. Um,
1: so so, so I saw this. So I saw a few people who found, because I follow a bunch of toy accounts, obviously, because I'm a toy head, and I found a bunch of people who, who, in the wild, saw the Gino Carano vintage, like, old-school Kenner figure that was solicited, like, eight months ago that we all thought was going to get canned because the... Um, that Funko Pops got canned and, you know, in the mid, in the midst of her canceling, um, they were kind of dropping some of the um, the figures that she had had uh, initially um, supposed to be put out. So it's hit. Um, and they've also re-released some figures of the the three and three quarters original trilogy collection, which is the the modern ones that are still the, the small ones that have re-hit um, GameStop. So it seems that either they've had they 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 clearly made the stock. It takes a while for stuff to you know get shipped out from China because they put it on a boat. I'm guessing they were just like, well, you know, it's already made, it's already in the package. What are we gonna do? Burn these? It makes no sense. Just put them out because people had pre-ordered them and shit. So I don't think this is an uncanceling of her. I just think this is a, this is a timing issue more so than anything else. And they didn't want to. Potentially lose probably a million bucks and at least a million dollars, if not probably more, in uh, in product and tooling the, that they did for this.
3: But this is in this is this this is just figures we're talking. But what about the episode? The show? From- yeah.
1: Well, this episode, the show. I mean, I don't know who pushed for that. I know, I know. Bear Giles went out of his way to um support her, and you know, put out some supportive text for her. So who knows?
3: Um, well, I, I, I want to get my hopes up. I agree with you. I agree with you. We want to uh, speculate responsibly. But a lot of the people in the Star Wars universe, meaning the YouTubers and podcasters, are coming together. And they're trying to put all these pieces of the puzzle together, like amateur conspiracy theorists. And they're saying that everything that's coming down the pike, uh, whether it's the Legends books now being re-released all the ratio of likes and dislikes to the high Republic, the Gina Carano backlash and now um, effects aftermath, meaning that her figures are now being restocked. She's getting episodes uh, that were allegedly being canceled, being uh, not canceled anymore. That all these little, you know, breadcrumbs are leading to the, rumor that Kathleen Kennedy has pissed off the wrong people at Disney and that she's done worn out her welcome and she might be going out the door. Also the Reddit post that we talked about last week from some anonymous users that try to sh- save face for Kathleen Kennedy. People are saying that Disney wanted to put a halt on Indiana Jones 5 and she went and hired the the actress who played L337 to do rewrites of the script when Disney told her don't hire anybody. And I don't know if this is all accurate information. Um, There's also talks that they did a deep dive in the numbers. And that Disney is still in the hole with the Star Wars IP after it's purchase by $30 million. It's not bad. It's not bad. It should be. That's that's a big red. That's a big loss right there. Not because it's $30 million. Because it's Star Wars. You think after, what, five films, a TV show. Disney Plus. Disney Plus and owning the brand for eight years. You're still in the hole for 30 months. That's, oh, what that's listen,
1: When you pay $4.2 billion, uh, I, don't, I don't know which your turnaround is going to look like, but it can't be a year.
3: Well, I think the issue is that the sequels didn't make as much as the the episode seven. And the fact that Solo cost so much to make because it was basically two different movies being made with the two different directors mm-hmm. that it didn't make money either. It lost money. So... That's a big red stain. Um, so I don't know if this is all true. And I don't like to feed into it. I'm just expressing what I've heard. Do I buy any of it? I don't know. Is there? A, do I think there is a civil war? I don't know if there's a civil war. I think there's. there might be a, a disagreement. We said it before in the past. I think there's two ideas going around what should be done and what needs to be done. Uh, the fact that all this stuff that was not canon and forgotten about. It's starting to come into fruition again, meaning like the Knights of KOTOR uh, uh, video game being remade. Yep. Um, allegedly, and I didn't want to get too deep into the woods with this because we know Spiro has a big raging boner. Uh, Star Wars, Darth Revan's is rumored to appear in an up- upcoming Disney Plus project. Um, okay. Isn't that going to be played by Brie Larson? <laughs> he was
1: pissed oh he was so fucking angry he was the best
3: shout out to Star Wars Only for putting that out on Instagram even though it was an April Fool's joke we, we passed it along to Spiro not telling him it was an April Fool's joke and he was pissed but Spiro let me get before you listen to this episode and you hit us with a sound bite all the way from Mexico what are your thoughts of having Brie Larson playing Darth Revan
4: Fuck no I swear to God man if if Disney does this shit okay first of all Revan is a male okay he's always been a fucking male human male from the outer regions okay who became a fucking Jedi they went to the dark side I know that these motherfuckers are gonna probably retcon a few things because his story I'll admit is a little complex but to turn him into a female just because you know for whatever social justice fucking bullshit reason and then on top of that the queen of the fucking social justice movement that bitch fucking that cunt cocksucker fucking Brie Larson get the fuck out of here if they do this shit count me out I'm done I'm done with anything related to fucking Star Wars okay S- straight up mark my fucking words man mark my fucking words if that bitch is playing Revan. You're going to see me on the goddamn news. Okay? I'm telling you right now, watch.
3: No surprise there. Shocking. No. None whatsoever. But according to Hollow Net Marauder podcast, Corey Van Dyke from Kessel Run Transmissions reported that Darth Revan will be making appearances in the Star Wars canon. If you're a fan of, of the Knights of Old Republic, Darth Revan will be coming back into canon very soon in something Disney Plus related, unquote. Van Dyke noted that there will be a new focus on the Sith in the future lore, beginning with the Acolyte, which is a Leslie Hedlund, uh mm-hmm. run show on Disney Plus. There's going to be a big push for Sith characters post-Mando. That's going to be Disney's big Disney Plus slate starting with the Acolyte, unquote. Revan will debut in a hologram, in hologram form in the Acolyte, but will have his own series during the Kator era, which is the Night of Old Republic, K-O-T-O-R,
2: mm-hmm.
3: uh, thereafter. Obviously, the timeline won't match up, but I know for sure there is concept art out there of Revan in a hologram, which I believe is for the Acolyte. It will kind of tease his own series eventually, unquote. So this sparked a tidal wave on Twitter. Imagine that. Backlash on Twitter. Um, Shocking. What happens is Revit actually started trending on Twitter. I don't know, some dude. I think Nevermore used to have a flock in WCW. (laughs) Big guy in ECW. Um, But the reason why he was trending is because Star Wars fans were arguing left and right and they were doing something called gatekeeping. Now, Doc, are you familiar with the term gatekeeping?
1: Gatekeeping, yeah, sure. Gatekeeping is, uh, for the most part, when you play soccer and you prevent somebody from scoring a goal on you.
3: Do you know what part? Okay, you might be right. I have no idea, but
1: gatekeeping. Oh wait, hold on. Gatekeeping was what Rick Rick Moranis acts the uh, the statue when he had the horse when he was walking through Ghostbusters.
3: <laughs> I am Vince. Vince Clortho, key master of Gozer. Vulcan Sildro, our lord of the Sebulia. Are you the gatekeeper? Hey, he pulls the wagon. I make the deals. You want to ride? Are you the gatekeeper? <laughs> Shout out to Rick Moran, his fellow Greek. Um, all right. Book gatekeeping is the following. Certain people started liking Star Wars at a certain point in life. Some were the OT trilogy, some was the prequel trilogy, some was the sequel trilogy. Now, gatekeeping is when you have these fans out there who are saying you're not a real Star Wars fan because you don't like AB3. Yeah. And since you don't like AB3, you're not a real Star Wars fan. And they're holding their the fort down for those who are real Star Wars fans in their eyes. And they're shaming those who don't like or don't know as much of the lore as they do.
1: Yeah, I think it's not not just like it's it's no. So you know, people were like, "Oh, who's this Revan person?" And then and then, you know, the fans who actually knew Revan got down the throats so of the people who uh, did not know who they were. So they were Yeah, they all were like, "How dare you?" Yeah, exactly. I think Spiro was actually the massive gatekeeper for all this. Um, interestingly enough, I think this is what you know our our, our friend quotation marks air quotation marks Rachel from uh, the Mary Sue was kind of talking about. You know, when she. Uh, admits to people that she's a Star Wars fan, and then she gets like this backlash of people who um, need to feel the need to question her and feel the need to uh, gatekeep on her. So I think this is what you know what she was experiencing, and she had uh, mentioned to us when we interviewed her.
3: Oh, we interviewed her.
1: Yeah, not that I would, not that she tweeted it, but that's okay.
3: Yeah, not that she mentioned a goddamn thing about the goddamn show. It's okay. And anyway, maybe she's too busy making sandwiches in the kitchen. I don't that's know. All right. Whatever. I, I probably unfollowed
1: her. I prob- probably unfollowed her on all the social media accounts. So well,
3: I matter. never followed her to begin with. So you're
1: a okay. smarter man than me, my man. I was trying to make some peace over here, but
3: well, listen, Doc, besides making peace, I know something you like to make. Love that's sure. For all the wrong reasons. But um I'm not talking about making love for all the wrong reasons. I'm talking about you like to make collections. You like to preserve artifacts. Almost like a historian. In yeah, like it. Indiana Jones. Yes. We named the dog Indiana. Um, I am pretty sure you're going to be balls deep into this auction coming up.
1: Oh, shit, man. Ugh. Am I wrong? Uh, dude, David Prowse. The state of David Prowse. The legendary actor who played the man in the suit of Darth Vader. There's many, many people that brought Vader to life. He was the imposing figure that brought Darth Vader to life. He died, as we know. And um, his family is now auctioning off all his shit, as, you know, as good families will do that. So they need some dough. So they're taking all this crap and throwing it on on, on eBay. Um, it's, I think it's, it's not Christie's. It's some other auction house. East that's doing Bristol Auction. There you go of which I've already registered for, by the way. And they're putting out um, a bunch of his uh, signed memorabilia, memorabilia that was signed from the cast. I saw a photo that Mark Hamill actually um, autographed to him. And it was like, it was like, to dad, I'll forever be your son or something like that. Love, you know, Mark Hamill, like Luke Skywalker. Um, But I think one of the more interesting pieces that they're auctioning is, Uh, a incomplete script from empire strikes back which is uh, the the highlight of that is going to be the the i am your father page because interestingly enough that does not appear on that script page it's you know it's the scene they have it but they were trying to preserve that secret so we know Prowse was on set and he was giving the lines because You could, you know, hear it on the, on, on the kind of like the outtake stuff where he, where he does the lines and it's kind of a little odd. Then they dub James Earl Jones's voice over it, but um, he doesn't say, uh, uh, Luke, you know, uh, I, I am your father, he says, uh, join me, we'll you know, we'll be powerful together or something like that. When that you moment happens, it? please, you've got to read it, yes, Vader. Wait, read it like Darth Vader.
3: I was okay. You want to do the breathing while I'm reading? We can do that. Okay. Vader. Ready? There is no escape. Don't make me destroy you. The Emperor is strong with the Force, but the Force runs strong in the Skywalker line. And together, we will overthrow him. I will complete your training. Sorry, I went off the beatbox. (laughs) And we will rule the Empire as equals. Then it says Vader puts his sword away.
4: He holds out his hand to
3: Luke. Luke goes, no. Then Vader says, Luke, we will be the most powerful in the galaxy. You will have everything you could ever want. Do not resist. It is our destiny. Calm comes over Luke, and he makes a decision. He steps off the platform into space and falls. Then the Dark Lord looks over the platform and sees Luke falling far below. The wind begins to blow at Vader's cape, and the torrent finally forces him back, away from the edge. Yada, 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 yada. And that's, that's the page. That's the infamous scene where he says, No, I am your father. Yes, sir. Uh, so, never happened. Okay. And Mandela. Like- Well, no, yeah, a Mandela effect, right? First it was Luke, I'm your father. Now it's Noah, I'm your father. But according to history, only three people knew the plot twist in the movie, Lucas, Kirshner, and Hamill. And Hamill was only told about it just before they filmed his close-up. Which is great. Which is absolutely fantastic. And it will always go down as the greatest plot twist in cinema history, in my opinion keeping Would a you kayfabe cut?
1: baby keeping a kayfabe of
3: course absolutely i mean what
1: what else is up there with this i mean they, the you know the, the kaiser Soce thing i guess i don't know the, what's in the box i guess uh but this is like the one you know this is this is it um i think it's a great idea they did that uh could you imagine in this world of of uh of twitter and social media and all this shit and all these leaks, how that secret would have actually been kept back then. Oh, man. I don't even want to think about it. Well,
3: the secret. Well, we've had something similar.
1: Yes. Baby Yoda. Yep. And Luke Skywalker returning, of course. I called that. Come on. Yes, yes sir. You did call that. I'm, I will not deny that. But,
3: uh, you know, I don't think that could be pulled off nowadays. I mean, look at episode nine, all the leaks that came out and how 90% of it, 99% of it was true. Yep. So who knows? That's a story for another time. But uh, another article popped up from 2017 with The Guardian with Adam Driver. And Adam Driver was saying his life changed in one huge way after starring in Star Wars, The Force <laughs> Awakens.
1: I'm sorry. But before you go on with this article. I'm going to start this off with, I'm
2: famous.
3: (laughs) According to Driver, nobody warned him that his life would change before he signed on to the billion dollar film franchise. Is he retarded? Come on now, Sunshine. Like, really? I know. You never go full retard.
4: You're serious?
0: You don't know. (laughs) Everybody knows you never go full retard. What do you mean? Check it out. Dustin Hoffman, Man, look retarded, act retarded. Not retarded. Count two picks, cheated cards. Autistic. Sure. Not retarded. Yeah, got Tom Hanks, Forrest Gump. Slow, yes, retarded, maybe. Braces on his legs. But he chomped the pants off next to him. They won a ping-pong competition. That ain't retarded. And he was a goddamn war hero. Right. You know any retarded war heroes? You went full retard, man. Never go full retard. You don't buy that? That's Sean Penn, 2001, I am Sam. Remember? Went full retard. Went home empty hand.
3: So he quotes, for me, the only noticeable difference is your visibility as a person. Loss of anonymity is a big thing. I didn't realize how I would see that in a billion little ways. Here in Star Wars, the largest movie franchise and greatest movie franchise of all time, what do you think was going to happen, especially especially with everyone chomping at the bits wanting to see a sequel to the OT trilogy. I mean, did you think like no one's going to realize that he's Kylo Ren? I mean, it's, I don't It's understand. not like he's
1: like five foot one. I mean, the guy's enormous. Well,
3: it's uh, not even that. It's not like he was behind the mask the whole time. You saw his face. Yep. So like, what did he expect? I don't know. I just thought it was funny that, that they went down this path with this article and they resurfaced and it's like a shocker like this is really what news has come down to like we first it was obi-wan has a beard look at his beard he grew back his beard for obi like no shit you didn't think he was gonna have a beard oh you got casted in star. or you don't think you're gonna be recognized across the world now you're gonna lose your privacy like you know what you signed up for guy i don't know that's just
1: it's uh, it kind of blew my mind when i read this i'm like I almost, I almost felt like this was like a troll article. It's like, really, dude? Like you didn't know you're gonna get famous? Uh, he lives in Brooklyn, actually. If you didn't know that, does he really? Um, he does live in Brooklyn. Yeah, uh, I have not run into him yet. I have a roundabout Is that because idea. of the restraining order. Yeah, exactly. I have a roundabout idea as to where he lives, but uh, um, unfortunately, uh, you know, I'm not stalking the uh, the area constantly. What if, Daisy I,
3: Riddler, what, what if Daisy Ridley was over some tea? And uh, yeah. and some tea. Uh,
1: that's going to be fantastic. It's going to be me and, Ky- and, 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 and Raylo over there. Um, there was a funny thing that he said that he was at some coffee shop or some point and he went outside and there was like a big oh, car yeah. accident. And like somebody like pulls up who was sitting there watching this car accident with him. He's like, oh, shit, it's Kylo Ren. Can I get a photo? And he was like, I kind of felt uncomfortable taking this photo. I'm doing my color invoice voice uh, during this uh, this trying time with the car accident, but I kind of begrudgingly took it and was felt weird after. I was like, "Dude, just take a fucking photo, man! What is wrong with you? Like, what's wrong with these actors? They're gonna be so fucking tortured. You're in the one of the the, the biggest movie franchise in the face of the fucking planet, and you're complaining about taking a photo. I'm sure the paychecks you fucking you're fucking are Not complaining when you're taking fucking photos. Come on, bro! Don't be ridiculous.
3: I agree. I wholeheartedly agree. All these prima donna actors out there. They are all a bunch of whiny little, prissy little prima donnas. All of them. They don't Uh, want to be famous until they get famous. I mean,
1: listen, I've seen Papa Dog, Papa Dog, Papa Don get paid a hot dog for fucking a wrestling match and then pay fans take photos with him. Trust me, you guys, this is what you want to do, okay? You want to be famous so you can take photos with the fucking populace. I get
3: paid a hot dog. I paid three hot
1: dogs. But anyway, Uh, I wasn't talking
3: about the one you put in your ass. Oh. Well, I had to feed the gerbil. Anyhow, <laughs> Boba Fett spinoff gets filming update as Disney Plus show nears post-production. Update on Book of Boba Fett revealing that the spinoff appears to have wrapped production because the sets have been taken down. It is, however, possible that the cameras are still rolling in front of the volume. So, what's your take on this, Mr. Boba Fett, Mark? They
1: got to finish it at some point. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh,
3: he's a cynic. I love it.
1: We, we, we knew they were filming initially because uh, Tamar Morrison was interviewed talking about his uh, his time on the set. And now he, how he's oh, like, I'm know.
3: Mr. Action Man now.
1: Exactly. Yeah. He's Mr. Action See X-Men. you at Bernie Man, Doc. I was like, wait a minute, you sound like Jimmy T, not, not with his face. Um, <laughs> so we knew this was going to happen. I mean, listen, it's got to finish at some point, which is great. And it's it's about a year away from, from dropping, right? They said no, it's in, December. No, so December. So it's less than a year away. So, I mean, listen, they got to get moving.
3: Yeah, we 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 got Boba Fett to watch. Let's go, guys. Boba Fett. Boba Fett. Where? Yeah. Uh, the book of Boba Fett could give Cad Bane a story he deserves. Ooh. So. What do they you talk, think about this? I want I want you to touch base on this. They were
1: talking about Cad Bane, and how he would be the perfect person to throw inside, of the uh, the book of Boba Fett. Now the question is, obviously, you know there was some. Uh, did he die in in uh in no. Clone Wars he he did. Okay.
3: It was, so was unfinished alive. and it's not canon. So he's still alive, he's still kicking
1: around potentially um and he could show up and give Boba Fett a pretty nasty uh, foil for his um new plans to take over the crime syndicate. You know, they talked about how Cad Bane was you know, Jango was the baddest bounty hunter in the galaxy at that point and then Cad Bane took over the mantle of that after um Django got uh, separated from his uh, head and shoulders. Um, and so it,
3: it, shoulders, it, knees and, toes, knees you know, and it just, toes.
1: It just makes sense. And for me, I think you know, if know, and Favreau are involved in this, we know Robert Rodriguez is involved in this, and he loves action, Would better to have him face off against most of the bounty hunters that he is. Now, my only concern is this, is that Marvel is doing a story called The War of the Bounty Hunters, which is coming out this month. Uh, sorry, May. Which is going to involve boba facing off against the other bounty hunters in the galaxy probably some we know for the uh you know paperweight that is the hansel on carbonite they're gonna have a hard time making the book of boba fett similar to that but different enough from that because if you just rehash the same thing it's kind of going to be annoying so that's why potentially i'm worried about the cad bane thing not coming to fruition here because um it may be too much of a, you know, of a rehash of what Marvel's doing in the comics. Unless they just keep it to Cad Bane and it's him versus Cad Bane. Because Cad Bane now has taken over Tatooine and taken over some crime syndicates there. Which I think would be dope. I think that's the way to go.
3: Agree, I wholeheartedly agree with you, Doc. Um, I'm interested in seeing Cad Bane, though, come to live action. T- totally. I think he'd be a, a great addition to the book of Boba Fett. Um, whether they end up settling their score and just take that scene that they had that was unfinished in, in Clone Wars and bring it to live action and we get to see it, that'd be dope. If not, they spin around, and they bring him around and add more weight to his story and more meat to that bone. And maybe they end up being buddies. Maybe they end up being enemies. Who knows? But I'm always, I'm always down to see Cad Bane because in my opinion... Behind Boba, he was the second baddest bounty hunter of all time. So that's just my opinion. Agreed. Um, So Bad Batch uh, came out with an updated cast list. I don't know if you want to go through the list real quick. It's not part of you made the list, but um, the people. uh, A list. uh, The people who are part of the cast is D. Bradley Baker. He plays all the clone troopers. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, who else Ming Wen She's voiced Panic Shan. Right? The article um, also states that uh, Stephen Stanton, friend of the show, our boy, playing, playing Admiral Tarkin, which is great. Andrew Castino playing Saul Guerrero, which is a little disappointing because I was hoping you'd be uh, <laughs> Pogoli, what's his name? Uh, uh, the the, the one eye guy. What's his name? Forrest Whitaker. Forrest Whitaker. Uh, but it's not, and that was basically it. So not much, not not much from Cinnabun that we didn't really not Cinnabun, but Cinnablend. And uh, I don't know. I mean, uh, I thought Forrest Whitaker would be reprising his role, but I guess not. So it's all right.
1: Too um, who wants to? Who wants to do cartoons?
3: Uh, for paycheck, I add voice cartoons. Would you voice you, cartoons?
1: You do everything for a paycheck, my friend. Oh,
3: of course, brother. Twenty dollars is twenty dollars. Oh, uh, <laughs> uh, you know who Canon Jarrus
1: is? Canon Jarrus, I do. He's that uh, that guy who does my laundry every week. No, that's sorry. That's uh, Ming Na Um, he is uh the uh, the Jedi that took um. <laughs> Laughing about that one, he's uh, the jedi that took uh, little uh, what's his name, Uh, non Anakin Skywalker under his uh, wing during Rebels.
3: Ezra Bridger. Ezra Bridger. There you go. The reason I bring him up is because an article just surfaced, reporting that he was supposed to die and bite the bullet in season two of Rebels, not season four like he did. Maul was supposed to kill. Spoiler alert. Maul was supposed to kill uh, Kanan in season two of Rebels, but the higher ups at Disney said no and asked him to be in every episode of the show. Instru- interestingly for the actor, which was uh, Freddie pretty Prince, Prince, Prince jr. These were the same people who didn't want him to play Kanan at the beginning. So that's kind of ironic. The Lakers beat the supersonic yesterday was a good day. Uh, They wanted him around, so they made him blind instead and kept training uh, Ezra. He eventually died in season four when he made the ultimate sacrifice to make sure that the rest of the ghost crew was able to leave the Imperial Fuel Depot, not Home Depot, following (laughs) the rescue of Hera from Governor Price, who was torturing him. This is one of the most powerful scenes in the whole show. It was only as it was only then that it was explicitly confirmed that Kane and Hera were in a romantic relationship. Aside from this manner of death being more impactful, killing Kanan as early as Star Wars Rebel Season 2 could have set up a very different arc for Ezra. The young Padawan at the time had dark side tendencies and he was l- losing his master at such a precarious time with Maul luring him to turn evil might have led him down the wrong path. Given how and when Kanan ultimately died, Ezra was in a more stable headspace confident in knowing that he wanted to be a force of good um pretty interesting what do yeah, you think it's uh the usual first they wanted to give uh chewbacca pants and now they didn't want to kill off uh canaan yeah it's
1: it's the same thing you know it's uh they they, they change the story is organic and and they're changing it based on what's 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 hitting with the crowd so like you know as you know in a wrestling match Papa Don if you're doing something that's working keep doing it it's great kid um and if it's not working move on to something else so they saw Canaan's potential and decided not to kill him um which I think is a good thing because uh he became a pretty
3: uh pretty solid character
1: for the rebel crew
3: I agree agreed I just think it's ironic they didn't want him to play Kanan, and then they wanted him to stay. So, you know, I guess it's just one of those things where you don't Shit see happens. the trees in the forest until you open up your eyes. You know what I mean? Shit happens. Sith happens. That's right. Matt Lanter. Do you know who he is?
1: He is the guy who does the voice for
3: Anakin Skywalker.
2: Anakin! Anakin! And Am I he, right? he said, Was I wrong? That's yes,
3: right. You're right. You're right. You're right. He recently did an interview with Edub, and he says that Anakin Skywalker will return in live action form by way of Hayden Christensen in the upcoming Obi-Wan Kenobi Disney Plus series. But Matt Lanter says the character also will be returning in animation. He goes, and this is a quote, there are some new Lucasfilm animation going on. I've been a part of some things I can't talk about yet. You'll see Anakin again, Lanter promises. I'm, I never quit putting anything down, whether I'm doing a video game or something new for Lucasfilm Animation. What do you think?
1: Great. I mean, it, it makes sense for them to keep the guys who uh, have brought these characters to life, so it keeps things uh, in the same frame of mind for us. So, listen, Matt, as much as you want to do it, knock yourself out, big guy.
3: Remember when we were talking about, well, first off, did you? Are you reading the Darth Vader comic book that came out? Uh, currently, that- I am. I am not yet, okay. uh, but I able- do have them. Okay. So, do you want me to go into what happens with issue number eleven? Yes. You don't mind the spoilers, Doc.
2: No. Yeah.
3: So, Darth Vader ends up on Exegol, and he challenges Palpatine, and he tells Palpatine. I am no longer your apprentice. Palpatine kind of laughs it off. Like, yeah, okay, sunshine. Go get your fucking shine box.
2: Salud, Tommy. No more shines, Billy. What? I said no more shines. Maybe you didn't hear about it. You've been away a long time. They didn't go up there and tell you. Ah, I don't shine shoes anymore. Relax, will you?
1: What's what's got into you? I'm breaking your balls a little bit. That's all. I'm only kidding with you. Sometimes I mean, you don't sound like you're kidding. You know, there's a lot of people, around. Right? I mean, I'm only kidding with you. We're having a party. I mean, I just came home. I haven't seen you
0: in a long time, and I'm breaking your balls, and you matter where you're getting fucking fresh. I'm sorry. I don't mean come to on. offend you.
2: I'm sorry too. It's okay. No problem. Okay.
0: Salut. Now go home and get your fucking shine box. Motherfucking mutt, you, come you come come fucking come come come
3: piece of, fucking, of shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on. Come on. Come on. All of a sudden. Palpatine walks into the Sith pyramid where we saw in episode nine and he sees all the clones in the tubes in the comic and all the clones look like Snoke, right? Just like they did in the movie. But lo and behold, another deadly episode. You know what they're cloning all these Stratocasts from? Luke's hand. Really? Swear to Christ, Star Wars comics on, on YouTube dropped it like an 11 minute video today talking about it. That's only half the comic, he didn't go into the second half, so I don't know what happened. But I want to see how now Pissed Off Vader is at uh Palpatine. But when Return of the Jedi starts, he's back in good yeah, grace. They're all, they're all cool again, so I want to see what went down. But the fact that now he's making these force clones of Snoke from the hand, which is not. All right. It's a right hand in a jar, a severed right hand, Mm. right? Caucasian white, white male hand. Could be anybody's. But really, why would it be anybody's except Luke's? You know what I'm saying? It's not confirmed, but. Why do we get this in a goddamn comic book from Marvel Comics? Why don't we see this on, on, on in the movie? You know what I mean? Like, how dope would have been? Who Snoke? Who Snoke? Who Snoke? Who Snoke? Snoke is Luke, a clone of Luke. That's you know right. what I mean? Kind of crazy. Yeah. How crazy would it have been? It would, <sighs> and in, in, the, in the final showdown, it could have been Luke versus evil Luke. Luke versus
1: Luke. L u u k.
3: No, no, no. We don't need to do that extra fucking you. All I'm just saying is just the premise is there and they fucking botched it and they put it in a goddamn comic book. Yeah, well, this is the problem.
1: This is the problem when you don't think about things ahead of time and then you have, you know, really good writers like Greg, like Greg Pack, who's writing that that, that, that series, throw ideas out to Lucasfilm and they're like, oh, okay, that sounds great. Um, so interesting. It's so over mm-hmm. with me anyway. It's over with you, eh? Is it over and with speaking, me? And speaking! Oh, you stole my... my
3: spot right you bastard. <laughs> you want to do it? Go ahead, do it.
1: No, no, it's fine. You got it. No, no, no. Go ahead. You, you, can do it. you cheapened it already. You, you already gave me the Canadian Destroyer.
3: Well, we'll kick out a one and hit me with a super kick and I'll no sell it. We'll keep moving.
1: <laughs> as long
3: as <laughs> I'm slapping. As as and I'm speaking slapping of, leg... over.
1: <laughs> slapping. My... Listen, I, I don't want to be uh, the second person of real town, okay?
3: Listen, I'm the governor of real time. I man. know you are. I know you popped for that. I did. I'm not a citizen of Leg Slap City. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, we do an, a segment here called Who's More Over. Now, what does this mean? Over in wrestling means popular. So when you're a good guy wrestler, you're a babyface. You get over with the fans. You're popular with them. They'll pay a lot of scuttle to come see you wrestle and kick the crap out of the villain. When you're a villain wrestler, you're known as a heel. And when you're the heel. And you get over as a heel. People loathe you. They detest you. They'll pay a lot of scuttle to come see you get your ass kicked by the baby face. So what we do here on the New Force Order. We don't put two people in a wrestling ring and have them fight. No. We compare two aspects of Star Wars. It could be a person. Place or thing. Doesn't necessarily matter. And we see what's more over with you. The fans. All six of you. But most importantly. What's more over with us. So Doc. Enlighten the scruffy nerf herders. And speaking of scruffy nerf herders, there was an original script that came out of Rogue One showing um, nerfs being Getting herded. herded. <laughs> whoa, whoa, wow. Anyway, I'm glad that we didn't see that nonsense. Um, let them know what's on the marquee.
1: This week on uh, Who's Moreover, we uh, get a little, a little nasty, a little dirty by putting two trios. Against each other. We got a six man tag, Papa Don. It's gonna be Han, Luke, and Leia from the OT trilogy.
3: Uh-huh. Garbage. What uh-huh. a really wonderful idea. What an incredible uh-huh. smell you've discovered.
1: Uh-huh. Get out of
0: here. Get away from there. Uh-huh. No way. Forget it, I already tried it, it's magnetically sealed. Put that thing away, you're gonna get us
1: all killed.
3: Absolutely, Your Worship. Look, I had everything under control until you let us down here. Mm -hmm. You
0: know, it's not gonna take them long to figure out what happened to us. It could be worse. It's worse. There's something alive in here. That's your imagination.
3: Something just moved past my leg.
0: Look, did you see that? What? <clears throat> <clears throat> <throat>
1: me, Anakin and Anakin Obi-Wan from the prequel trilogy.
0: I was beginning to wonder if you'd got my message. I retransmitted it just as you had requested, master. Then we decided to come and rescue you. Good job. <laughs>
1: bad feeling about this.
0: Just relax. Concentrate. What about Padme? She seems to be on top of things.
3: Do what you do best, like in your college days. Hop on those polls. All right. So uh,
1: I'm, I'm going to ask you, Papa Don. What do, what do, you, what do you think think uh, the results of this week? Eh? Hell, what are you, Canadian? Hey. 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 Um, uh, hey uh, Papa Don. Uh,
3: oh, y'all. Oh, oh. <laughs> Crikey. Um, I'm going to say the OT is over on the polls.
1: So you would think that that was the case. But in reality, it's not. What? 75% to 25%. Obi-Wan, Anakin, and Padme. Wow. On the Facebook polls are over. We'll go to the Instagram in a second. But let me read you some comments here. Okay. Go ahead. I'm, I'm surprised. Todd Santiago Berrios, a.k.a. Chuchi, the Chuchmeister. Chuchi, get not, the ear, Chuchi. Not an easy who's more over this week, that's for sure. But going with Annie, Padme, and Obi. If Leia had become a Jedi... Night, then I would change my mind. NOFO for life. Uh, Holly Garland throws up a uh, a gif of a, one of my favorites of Count Dooku that says, or twice the pride, double the fall as she votes for the prequel trilogy. People, let us go to the Insta Grizzle for Shizzle My Nizzle. Okay, this time I this week I remembered to put it up there. Okay, despite the fact that you know I was jet setting as usual, limousine flying. Uh, Lizzie riding, jet flying, kiss dealing, Lizzie wheeling, Lizzie dealing. who's Lizzie? Lizzie, well, this, what happened this week. anyway? Oh, interestingly enough, on Instagram, OT 67 to 33 percent over the uh, the prequels. So it looks like there may be a tie this week. I don't know, man. That was pretty
3: freaking sketchy,
1: but interesting nonetheless.
3: Oh, well, this was a good battle. Um, I thought it was going to be close, and it is close. So no surprise. Tough choice, in my opinion. But ladies and gentlemen, regarding this segment or any other segments that we do on this show, you guys can send us an email and let us know what's up. It's uh, newforceorder at yahoo.com. You want to tell us how awesome we are, how much you love us. You want to tell us how shitty we are, how much you hate us. Whatever. Let's interact. newforceorder at yahoo.com. So our first email comes from fan number four, aka bum bum.
2: Bums, bums,
3: Brandon Millar. Brandon Miller. Happy end of April, fellas. Right off the bat, GGP, as much as I appreciate you saying I was your friend from England last week, gotta correct you, Sally. Sadly, as I am from the much less exciting Canada, you uncle fucker, you doc, can you run a quick CT scan on your co-host? That CTE <laughs> is starting to concern me.
1: Nah, I'm I good. got, I'm, do, I'm doing a longitudinal experiment to see how stupid he can get. I who me. Yes. You, I
3: don't get stupid, bro. <laughs> I get angry. I'll give stupid. I give stupid. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, who's Gamora? I do you want better? When's Gamora? Anyway, (laughs) (laughs) I gotta stick up for my pals from the prequels because they're probably getting smoked this week. So here goes. While obviously not as iconic as the original three, Obi Wan and Anakin are a dynamic duo that carried an entire trilogy. So much so that an entire generation is ecstatic to see them return in the Kenobi series. And that's for Padme. Come on, guys. In Spiro's voice. Come on, guys. It's Natalie Portman and her Geonosis outfit might just squeak by Slave Leia by a parsec. Prequel trilogy over strong. Have a great week, fellas. I like how he inter- interacts all the, the, the Star Wars lingo into the email. That was very clever.
1: It also may be a good who's more over. Uh, who's more sexy or Slave Leia or uh, Midriff Padme?
3: That's a good one, too. Mm-hmm. Justin Moxley, NFO for life. John Moxley's a cousin, apparently. Probably. Sup, fuckers. It's been a while <laughs> since I emailed in, and GGP did cut a fantastic promo on my last email a couple of months back. I always cut a good promo in there, Sunshine. Best promo in the game. Since I've recovered, I have returned. Han, Leia, and Luke are definitely more over this week. The cre- prequel films I enjoyed, but the OG-, OG films are just too much a part of my childhood to turn back on them. Okay. Next one. ass Master Dust or Bass master Dust or Bass master Dust. Whatever you prefer. Who is more over? Dusty Mulholland says, hi, NFO, and thank you for a little N, capital F, little O, Dust. It's the little things that matter. You hear that a lot, Doc. Some might say (laughs) that's a close race. But let's be serious. Is this even a question? Han Leia and Luke are always going to be way more over than anyone in Star Wars. Those three are the money makers. Obi-Wan is pretty damn cool and the prequels, and Anakin had a few moments, too. This week, the OT crew is over. Okay? Next email is from the 88th Homeboy, and it's titled The Swerve. All right. So let's see where he goes. Honestly, and now, Doc, I want you to look at the font he puts in this thing. Can you see it? I can't see it at all, no. All right, it's huge. Well, this she's a bright screen. Honestly, at first glance, I thought this is going to be easy. Han Solo, Luke Skywalker, Princess Leia all day, twice on Sundays. But Obi-Wan Kenobi, Anakin Skywalker, and Padme. For me, I think the best Jedi ever was Obi-Wan in the movies. He was, he was such a badass, and so was Anakin Skywalker, so I'm going to choose the latter. P.S. Sorry, Doc, for spoiling the death of Qui-Gon Jinn. Ha ha, ha 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 PPS check out the rise and fall of Homeboy eighty eight when the NFO is featured heavily. Peace out, homeboys. All right. Well He's there you have it. Over
1: there. Right? Listen, I listen, I listened to that and he may, he talks about you a lot, Papa, down
3: there too. Cool. Homeboy 88.
1: On what? On his podcast.
3: He has a podcast? He does. I don't listen to that shit. <laughs> Oh, what do you think I'm fucking Spiro will mark out for the fans no thanks um, love you Spiro but seriously uh, alright doc You want, who talks first I talk first you talk first it's hard to uh, hear with that thing on your face let's uh, let's let Spiro talk first how about that alright we'll, we'll, we'll let age go before beauty so Spiro what's more over for you the OT crew or the PT crew
4: so which of the three amigos is more over which of the You know, which which of of these two, the trios, um, you know, I love Obi-Wan. I even like Anakin, especially when he started going over to the dark side. Fucking Padme, come on, man. You know, I mean, Jesus Christ, man. I mean, um but on the other side, you got, I mean, the the original three amigos of the three amigos, man. I mean, if, if you, you know, it's, fuck, man. You know, fucking Padme, man. Come on. I mean, Padme alone, you would think would, you know, kind of sway me more to that side. But I got to go with, with the original three amigos of Luke, Leia, and Han. I mean, come on, man. The fact that we didn't see... That trio in the sequel trilogy really fucking, I don't know, man. I think Disney fucked up there, you know, and they know it. They know it because the fans have let them know it. But, anyways, I'm gonna go with the original trio of Luke Leia and Han, guys.
3: Very interesting, very interesting take by the Sith Lord. Um, if you want, Doc, I'll go first. Elfred, I'm going to pick. The OT crew. Um, And it's only an eyelash away. To me, they are the holy trinity of Star Wars. Meaning that even though the first six films of the story of Anakin Skywalker, Anakin, and his rise and fall, and the fact that Kenobi's intertwined with the rise and fall None of that would have been possible if the chemistry, the connection, and the great acting, all the crazy dialogue that they had to say between uh, Marky Mark Hamill, uh, Han Solo, a.k.a. uh, Harrison Ford, and uh, the original badass uh, Carrie Fisher existed. So without them, there wouldn't be a Padme. There wouldn't be an Anakin and Kenobi trio. So that's why I'm going to go with the OT crew. Um, on a scale of 1 to 10, they're at 10. Uh, the Padme-Kenobi Anakin crew is a 9.9. So they just won by an eyelash. But that's, not, that's Star Wars, man. That's the holy yeah. trinity. So to me, that's that's like he said. like the, One of the other emails said, it's my childhood. We grew up on as much as I love episode three as much as I love you McGregor and Natalie Portman and Hayden Christensen. I think they did the fantastic jobs and I think the chemistry between them is awesome. I don't know, man. I'm gonna have to go with the original trailer, the, the original OT crew. That's yeah, just me. So
1: not a bad pick. Um, and uh, y- no one can blame you for that. So here's how I'm, here's how I'm attacking it. Okay, the OT crew is obviously has a special place in any star wars fan's heart that grew up in this in the age that we grew up in they were our heroes they were the ones that we were rooting for they were the ones that we were worried about the ones that we played when we were outside with our friends and emulated and collected figures and stickers and cars Mm -hmm. and books and all that stuff for um and i think what you know their their ultimate um What's the word I'm looking for? Their ultimate uh, storyline ended in happiness for them. You know, if you don't look at the sequels, if you look at the sequel stuff, I'm just talking OT stuff right now. Luke defeated his father, brought him back to the to the light side. Han Solo got the girl. They they lived happily ever after. Princess Leia became a massive leader inside the rebellion, and they're you know they 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 want to live happily ever after until we saw the sequels. Which is great. Um, if you look at the Obi-Wan, Anakin, Padme trio there, um, all three fantastic characters, I really think. You know, there's some issues with episode one, which I'm sure we'll talk about later in. Uh, you just made the list. Um, but Anakin, despite his, Anakin. A- his acting at times, Hayden Christian said, I thought was a great character. I thought really brought what needed to be brought in that role. Obi-Wan, you can't say good uh, enough good things about Obi-Wan. But their their story, as opposed to ending in winning and ending in happiness and ending in victory, ends in absolute tragedy. With um, one of them dying, one of them frying, and one of them (laughs)
2: lying.
1: (laughs) So Well
3: fucking played.
1: You're welcome. I just thought of that on the spot, by the way. Um, Which, for me... For some reason, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's because of the job I picked in life. I I always tend to lean towards the tragedies and the the stories that involve tragedy because I don't know if it makes me feel better about myself. My my life's not that bad. Um, But, you know, that tragic ending between these three who had... Did they have as much interaction as the original trilogy three together? Probably, I would say they probably did. Um, I just liked where the arc that the three of them went together with and then ended up with after a little bit more than the OT trilogy. For me, it's going to be the PT on this one.
3: Wow, I didn't see that coming to be honest with you. I figured you'd be gush gushing over Luke all day long. Well, I see your point of view, can't argue with it. Uh, great, great facts and. Um, great points that you made regarding your pick. So, ladies and gentlemen, that's uh, who's more over. Next week, we'll give you a new topic. Send us an email, newforceorder at yahoo.com, so we can uh, debate and articulate, so we can lie, fry, and die, like uh, like Doc said. Um, Doc, I got a question to ask you, and I've been wanting to ask you this all week. Shoot. And even though you were in Miami, I didn't want to bother you, as you were putting that 12 inch cubano in your mouth after you ate the sandwich that is um (laughs) uh why is darth vader confused that obi-wan's kenobi's body disappeared in episode four
1: um i think it's probably for the same reasons that uh, we talked about last week when we spoke when we did a certain point of view um it was a a trick that uh i don't think vader had ever seen before because um he's probably killed a lot of jedis and none of them disappeared and we know that uh, Qui-Gon apparently had was trying to master this uh little trick master. Out, well, uh, master as well as yoda so um anakin had never seen it before and he was concerned that it was you know why did i put my saber to this guy and he didn't stick around like all the other jabberoni jedis i killed during all the 66 um But again, does this lead itself to what we talked about last week, where Obi-Wan became one with the force and actually was not struck down, but was actually forced out?
3: You are, once again, spot on, Uh, maybe because you read the article or maybe that you're just very intelligent on top of being very good looking. I don't know. Maybe we'll have to check that out from a certain point of view in a future date. Whether you're on point because of your good looks and your brains or just because you read unlike Sparrow, you actually read the articles. Oh. But yes, you are correct. Um, Darth Vader didn't know what the hell hit him uh, when he disappeared. It's a trick only learned by the Jedi. um, Not by the Sith. Uh, There's certain powers only Sith can do. There's certain, certain powers Jedi's can do. And this is obviously a long forgotten um, practice and a skill. Uh, I have a particular set of skills um, that was rediscovered by Qui Gon and obviously brought into the light when he reached out via voice um, through WhatsApp in the Force (laughs) to Yoda. And then Yoda broke it down to Kenobi says, look, training I got for you while you're in isolation Uh, and you're done clapping those. Twilight, cheeks. Twilight Sheets. Twilight Sheets. After have to get drunk at the cantina. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
3: I mean, I'll be. Old man Kenobi, get out of here. <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, very interesting article. Uh, and you know what else what I found interesting? Why? It was finally revealed why Lando was wearing Han's clothes at the end of Empire Strikes Back. Do you want to touch this with a 10-foot pole or do you want me to touch it? <laughs>
1: you can't go. Can't go so stupid. Go for it. <laughs>
3: Uh, there was a clip brought to you and we'll add the clip as we talk about this a video clip from a host at a uh, some kind of comic con in uh, whatever 2011 or whatever the case may be or whatever it was sometime in the past that explained it but there was basically it came down to three different explanations why Lando is rocking Han's clothes at the end of Empire Strikes Back number one As Lando and the gang had to head to the Falcon in a rush on Bespin, it's pretty reasonable to assume that he wouldn't have time to pack a change of clothes. Additionally, the Millennium Falcon was seemingly Han Solo and Chewbacca's home. So it's safe to assume that he'd have a wardrobe on the ship, which we saw in Solo with all the capes when Kira was trying it on. And when we, we say he had a wardrobe, we meant Han because it was his ship now. Therefore, Lionel took the clothes and wore them, number one, out of necessity. Here's the second reason. The host claimed, and um, I just mean the host that the video clip would be of, the design was made by costume designer John Mallow, who said that it didn't mean anything. There was no meaning, no rhyme, no reason to it. So basically, get off my lawn, you fucking nerds.
1: Yeah. Get um, out your parents' basements?
3: Yes, put down the Cheetos. And the third reason, the host suggested that Han's get-up is part of the Karelian Corps uniform. Williams added that the character was a general, suggesting that this may be why Landau wears the uniform in the scene. Furthermore, the book, Star Wars Made Easy, shared, and I quote, It's been suggested that the outfit is a remnant of a flight uniform, and so a natural choice of any pilot. But really, what better way for the filmmakers to suggest that Han is really gone than to set Lando up as his replacement, complete with his ship and his fashion sense? So they're saying it could have been a subliminal swerve by the people in the powers to be to make you think that Han really is out of the picture. Uh, Play uh, Matt, do us a favor. Play the clip right now of the guy from explaining all this. It's about a minute Voice clip, video clip, whatever, and uh, go ahead, put it in right now. At
2: the
3: end of episode five, you're wearing Every, Every show, show, I'm surprised it's not on YouTube yet. Is anyone actually videotaping? Yes. Um, do you want the real answer or the fake answer?
2: The real answer
3: is costume designer John Rollo decided to put him in the same clothes as Harrison. Didn't mean anything. They were actually sized differently. The fan mm-hmm. answer, or the, the universe answer, is it's actually part of the Carilion Core group. If you look at Solo's pants, he's got those red marks on it and stuff. It's from an old extinct like army, basically. So it's the same, same uniforms. Yeah,
2: we're all in the army. Ah. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I, I I started out as uh, Steve Wynn, only uh Las Vegas, only to join the army to become a, I guess I was a general, I suppose so. Yeah.
3: <laughs> I think we should start a new rumor that, um, you left all your clothes on Cloud City because you had to get out of there so fast, and you <laughs> have plenty of clothes on the Falcon. How's that work for everybody? Yeah, yeah. Okay. that's my new answer. Well, there you have it, folks uh doc what do you think
1: i think uh i always thought it was weird that lando was dressing like han solo at the end at the Empire shrinks back for no apparent reason like why would he pull off that pimp outfit and and put on a han's old clothes it just makes no sense it was one of those weird decisions in Star Wars that they did that kind of was like okay whatever it was two seconds they you know, probably didn't need to do it but I guess, you know, maybe he shat his pants when Vader grabbed him by the throat and then when he was dipping out of there, he's like, "Oh, let me get out of these shitty pants and and then uh, <laughs> wipe his ass with a cape maybe. He's like, oh, fuck this cape. I hated it anyway. Um, either way, it's whatever.
3: You know, I was really it's funny you say that because as I'm reading this during the week, I said to myself first thing I said, oh, he probably shit himself when Chewbacca was choking him. He was going Han, we get say You know what I mean? Like, Obviously, they didn't say that, but it wouldn't be too far-fetched that he pooped himself because Chewbacca was choking the shit out of him. I mean, I know some girls that pay extra for that, but that's a story for another time.
1: Light choking.
3: choking. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what you mean. Um, Star Wars, Vader rejected Palpatine as master before the Return of the Jedi. That's what we were just talking about. Uh, Issue 11. Of the new Vader comic. Uh, It's a very interesting issue. I want to know where they're going to go with it. Uh, We'll get more in depth. As I find out. Considering that I don't buy the comics. I can't really deep dive into it right now. Uh, But they're adding a lot of levels. Of humanity. To Vader. I don't know if that's good or that's bad. Um, I personally would have liked to see this play out. On the big screen or the small screen. I think this would have been badass. We get to see my next goal and all this stuff. But again, we get to see it in a book. Speaking of shitty books, let's talk about the High Republic. You want to talk about the High Republic? Sure. Why not? Right? Star Wars. What's better than Star Wars? More Star Wars. son. <laughs> okay. Your, your voice. <laughs> okay, Pooh. Um, one new character proves there's more than dark side and light side. A new Jedi reveals alternate paths of Force users, and the reasons for their de- hard departure from the Order might be hinted at an earlier Star Wars work. Ty York left the Order as a Padawan and became a monster hunter. Wolfman has nards. <laughs> Maybe to Dooku leaving the Order. In an interview with StarWars.com, Scott revealed that she might be connected with the events that Hinted at his audio drama, Dooku La- uh, Jedi Lost. The drama chronicles Count Dooku's life when he was a Padawan and explains his fall to the dark side. In an early scene from Dooku's childhood, Yoda explains the collections of bronze and busts depicting the lost Jedi masters who left the Order. I think they're called the Lost 20. While I, lost, some the, of I it's- lost the 20 once
1: too, but it was inside a stripper's thong.
3: <laughs> nice. Do you want to let dance? Das vidanya, doc. While some of these masters fell to the dark side, others just told Joe's different paths. After Yoda leaves the room with other initiates, uh, initiates Dooku and his friend Sipho dyas remain behind. Sipho dyas questions whether there's a bust of Keyless, uh, I'm sorry, Cleus Teradin, a pattern who's, according to legend, left the Jedi Order during the High Republic era. Sifo-Dyas found Terridan's journal and discovered that Terridan found his way into the Bogan Collection, otherwise known as the Archive of Forbidden Artifacts, which held which held Sith relics. Duku and uh, Dooku and sifo sneak into the Bogan Collection themselves, and Dooku begins having dark visions of of a creature, the Tirataka, and he lashes... Pork tacos? Yes, pork tacos. Uh, I heard you're the motorboat champion of Lake Titicaca Anyway (laughs) (laughs) I got a t-shirt that says that Um, And he lashes out with the force (laughs) At the vision Injuring Sifo-Dyas in the process The two are caught and the Jedi Lean Costana later reveals That she planted the journal in the initiates Quarters to try to prepare the Padawans For a Sith uprising The Yoda skeptical will come So basically, this chick, Ty Yorick, is now a monster hunter. And she'll be a a big part of the second wave of the High Republic. And they're dwelling on the fact that there's more options between light side and dark side. You can become a monster hunter. Go fight Wolfman, because Wolfman has nards. Kick him in the nards. Wolfman ain't got no nards.
1: Anyway. You know what i
3: got to say to that? Good for you. <laughs> oh, good for you. And how was it? I hope it was fucking good because it's useless now, isn't it? <laughs> More
1: fucking High Republic fucking shenanigans these guys are doing. Was that good uh, for you?
3: Was that good for you supposed to be Christian Bale? Exactly. <laughs> <Which> I'm inserting <laughs> in there.
1: Don't worry. Thank you, um, thank you. Thank you. It's just like, come on. Come on. Well, Monster Hunters? What is this? Ben Helsing in Star Wars, these guys are just fucking reaching for straws now. Rock, Monster I was about Hunter, about to say. <laughs>
3: yeah, fucking rock, fucking dude. bullshits. I don't know, man. I don't know. My head is re- Do you think? Do you think there's a chance that when the person who takes over Kathleen Kennedy's position makes the High Republic not canon, can they, get, <laughs> they get they get they get revanized? Remember
1: all the High Republic shit? Uh, well, don't count.
3: Yeah, fuck it. Massive uh, book burden. Uh, Ahsoka Tano. There's an interesting article. It says Ahsoka Tano. Hey, okay.
1: listen, wait, wait, wait,
2: wait,
3: wait, wait,
1: wait. Do we have a topic for a certain point of view? Because if we don't, that should be the topic for a certain point of view.
3: Well, I had two that I put in here. One was, uh, one, all right, we could do three things, okay? trifecta here we can do three topics for a certain point of no, view or, or 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 now i sound like a goddamn seal or 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 we can uh pick one topic here and here this is what i had for you tell me the reason behind the smile by kenobi in a new hope when he's dealing with vader that was topic number one okay mm-hmm. there's two reasons why could he's smiling so it all depends on which point of view you're looking at it, right? pens. Who foiled? I, I guess Pal-
1: I should have brought more depends with me on this Death Star.
3: <laughs> Who foiled Palpatine's plans the most for Kylo Ren? I like that and one. Gray Luke, or Han? That was the other one I wanted to use. Or we could do the Ahsoka Tano one that we're about to mention. I, I want to do this one. For a certain point of view? Yes. Uh, so you want to save the other two for another time? Yes. All right. So do the intro then.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, boys, girls, on this segment of the New Force Order, it's called From a Certain Point of View, from that really shitty line that Obi-Wan Kenobi gives Luke Skywalker when he sits on the log, and not on you know, his regular log, uh in uh, uh Return of the Jedi. When uh Luke says to him, oh, You tell me my Obi, you tell me Vader killed my father. He goes, When your father turned to the dark side, the young Padawan known as Anakin Skywalker died and Darth Vader was born. So what I told you was true from a certain point of view.
0: You told me Vader betrayed and murdered my father. Your father was seduced by the dark side
1: of the Force. He ceased to be Anakin Skywalker and became Darth Vader. When that happened, the good man who was your father was destroyed. So what I told you was true from a certain point of view. A certain point of view? It's when we take a line, a scene, a portion of Star Wars that at some point meant something to you. Then, or maybe it meant nothing to you then, but when new information comes out, you think about things a little bit more, you really pontificate on the scene that you watched. It may be different... To you now, from
3: a certain point of view. So, ladies and gentlemen, the topic that Doc is salivating to get into <laughs> is, is hookers. Yes. Twilight, no, I'm kidding. Um, Ahsoka. Could Ahsoka Tano continue the Skywalker legacy better than the sequel to trilogy? So, Doc, since you were very adamant about this, why don't you start off and explain to them how why when what are we talking about and from what point of view are you touching this from okay so from a certain point of view ahsoka tano the jedi are evil
1: ahsoka tano (laughs) from a certain point of view ahsoka tano is more of a skywalker than uh the mary sue aka who decided to become a Skywalker at the end of the sequel trilogy?
3: Now. My name down... is Ray. Ray yeah,
1: Skywalker. Exactly. Yeah. Let's go down that pathway. Let's go down that pathway. Um, and why? Okay, so let's talk about Ray for a second. Ray got a very limited schooling from Luke Skywalker. Okay. We know she was a palpatine. We know she has palpatine blood running through her veins. This is evidently clear by the uh, you know, by the time we get to the rise of Skywalker. She meets Luke Skywalker. Who says to her, no thanks, kid, I'm out. But then she, you know, is up his ass for a few weeks. It seems like a few weeks, probably. We have no idea how long she was actually on OCTU with him. Um, And then at some point, begrudgingly, he agrees to train her after he, you know, she chases him around the whole island like an idiot drinking blue milk and all that jazz. Uh, Green milk. She gets trained for what seems to be like, I don't know, a hot 30 seconds because he gives it three lessons, but doesn't give it the third. Makes a lot of sense. So her interaction with Luke Physically Lasted Maybe pop What do you think A month Less than a month Probably less than a month Probably two weeks Who knows Not even Right um, And then she sees him again When he sits uh, On Octo again When she throws a saber Into the fire She gives him a little pep talk gives him the books And then dips out That lasted Less than a day Right That lasted 15 minute 15 minute conversation so, how does she f- grant that she spent more time with Leia, which I didn't really it, think about this when we were kind of like kicking this in? Where Leia was training her and doing things for her and getting her up to the you know, r- really being her master as a Jedi. Master. Um, and Leia was a Skywalker, you know, she is a solo, but she was a Skywalker, so maybe you can kind of have some credence based upon that as to she wanted to kind of drag that there, but in reality. The person who learned the most, you know, and sat under the learning tree of Anakin Skywalker, was his own Padawan, Snips, A.K.A. Ahsoka Tano, who was with him for what seemed to be a few years. Um, they don't give us an exact timeline from when the Clone Wars movie started, where we were introduced to her, to when we don't see her at the end of um, the Clone Wars uh, season seven. But she definitely um, learned more from a Skywalker, was close to a Skywalker. I would say, you know, just like Anakin and um, and Obi-Wan were brothers, you know, you are my brother, Anakin. Uh, Anakin and, and Ahsoka were actually probably like siblings as well, like brother and sister, because that's the relationship that they kind of had with each other when it came to their playful back and forth banter and their care for each other and all that stuff. Um, so because Ahsoka spent more time really learning how to become a Jedi and, you know, as we all know, our masters shape who we become, our mentors shape who we become as a person, as a as a worker, as a professional wrestler, as a physician, as a movie maker, as whatever you want to be in life. You know, it's your mentors who shape you into those things um, and hopefully having a good mentor will actually make that uh, a good process and, and make you into a, a good whatever you want to be. Um, so she would be the one to really take over the Skywalker legacy, and have a better a better hold on that than actually Ray would, uh, because of that interaction that she had with Anakin for that length of time.
3: When I read this article, and I read the headline at first, I kind of did a Scooby Doo. I went, oh, then I went falls deep into the article and read it. And Uh, that's what she said. Yeah. And I liked it. Basically this entire article, if you want to sum it down into one sentence, is that when the story has better connective tissue, the story will always 10 out of 10 times be better. And the fact that Ahsoka being trained by Anakin like you said, like a big brother, little sister relationship. She, she started her relationship with Anakin guided her character growth. She started off as annoying teen uh, snippy brat who was in the order. She ended up being a beloved, sacred, realistic, and actually true to the code Jedi. Now, this all transpired over the course of X amount of years, but it's mainly due to the influence of Anakin Skywalker. He molded her, he shaped her, and we saw evidence of this, where certain scenarios happened in the Clone Wars, and Anakin teaches her a lesson. Then later on, down the road in the Clone Wars, she's in a scenario very similar to where that lesson she learned comes to fruition and she drops knowledge on somebody else and realizes it. Now, there was w- one other factor that I kind of read in the article that made me go, huh. Now, that was that uh, they were talking about the situation with Grogu, how she did not want to train him because she sensed the attachment. That the attachment would lead to fear of loss. And fear leads to the dark side. She says it's she's seen it happen. With the best of the Jedi. Meaning Anakin Skywalker. Anakin! And she refuses to train him. Now. Same token. A couple episodes later in the same season. We see Luke take Yoda under his wing. I'm going to take this baby. Right? He needs the guidance. Ahsoka didn't take him because she was fearful of the ramifications that the connection he had with Din may come into play and lead him down the dark path. She sensed the fear of him as an infant and says nah, you know, not <laughs> for me. I'm good. You know, bye, Felicia. Right? <laughs> Luke comes in. No reservations about taking baby Yoda to train him. As he's going to rebuild the Jedi Order. Uh, you know, this is all after the fall of the Empire and all that stuff. Um, but is it Luke being Luke Skywalker? Is that the hubris he was talking about in episode eight? When he was like, everyone came to me because I'm Luke Skywalker, you know. And he was talking about hubris and the hubris of the Jedi Order during the Clone Wars and how they let Darth City its rise to power because of their hubris and all this stuff. Well, same situation could come into play with him in, in Grogu, but also let's play let's 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 uh, play double advocate here. He didn't know will let Anakin to the dark side. He didn't know about the fear and, and and the fear of loss and connection that Anakin had because he didn't know Anakin. He only knew him as Vader.
1: Yeah, For a very brief period of time. For, world, exactly.
3: Right? So, basically, what this article was stating, and I hate saying the word basically, because I sound like one of these uh, millennials who well, use basically... that word all the time. Um, the fact that even though he needed guidance, she declined to to train him because of the, of the fear factor shows how mature she is and how much of a Jedi and in tune with the force she truly is because of the star Wars. I mean, because of the Skywalker teachings and that, that legacy of Skywalker Ness, if that's even a word is coursing through her veins. It's in her headcanon, if you will, but not so much Luke because he wasn't aware. So I can see where this is coming into fruition, and I agree. I think Ahsoka Tano, if the Skywalker legacy was going to continue, not the name, but the legacy, the teachings, everything that that makes the Skywalkers who they are, I think she would be the one... To be the heir apparent to the throne and continue that legacy going as opposed to Rey. I think Rey is just Rey. right place, right time, and that's basically it. She hasn't earned her keep, in my opinion.
1: Well, I mean, she's a powerful Jedi. We get that, but you know, she's, she's a Sky
3: <laughs> No, the problem is she started off at a level 10, she finished at a level 10. Ahsoka started off at like a level 2, ended at a level 10. So we got to see. Character growth, we grew with her. And through her experiences and her stories, we also matured alongside her. With Ray, she started being the best ever. She ended up being the best ever.
2: You're the best. Around. Nothing gonna bring the around. You're yeah. the best.
3: Around. So, ladies and gentlemen, that's from a certain point of view. Do you guys feel that Ray is a better Skywalker? Or a better pass on Skywalker legacy? Heir 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 to the Skywalker Skywalker legacy? Thank you. Or do you think Ahsoka, even though she's not inclined or in line to be a Skywalker, because of who she is or who she became, she's a better heir to the Skywalker legacy? Doc and I say Ahsoka. Let us know what you think. Send us an email. But the million dollar question goes to the dark side user in the room. Spiro, what's your take? Do you think Ray? From the sequel trilogy, your favorite Star Wars era, or Ahsoka Tana is a better heir to the legacy of the Skywalker clan? Um,
4: you know what, honestly, I don't think that we really needed Ahsoka to, to be the Skywalker legacy. Although I do feel like maybe she has a little more right to it, you know, um, but again, you know, Ahsoka would be somebody who would, you know, probably want to carve her own path. I mean, the reason, the only reason why fucking Rey became Rey Skywalker is because I think she was ashamed of her lineage. I think she, you know, sh- she wanted to, to erase that name. You know, listen, just like Leia faced backlash throughout the fucking galaxy because her father was Darth Vader. I mean, you know, who wants to fucking go around as the the fucking granddaughter, fucking the biggest piece of shit in all the fucking Star Wars, not not named Ryan Johnson, okay? So, yeah, I don't think Ray would want to go into a canteen and be like, "Hi, my name is Ray Palpatine." I mean, you know, come on. So, uh, you know, it would have been better if if they actually had somebody from the Skywalker bloodline, like, you know, like Luke's child maybe, or, or somebody else, you know, but to have this bitch come and, you know, not even, not even be adopted and shit, just say, yeah, you know what? I'm, my, my name is fucking Skywalker. I'm a Skywalker now, you know, I, nothing against Ray. I think she's a, a cool character. I think they could have done a lot more More with her, believe it or not. I don't think she's a um, Mary Sue, but I don't think either of them, and I love Ahsoka Tano, I don't think I, either of them did deserve that shit. Okay. Well said
3: there, my friend. Even though you're a part of the dark side of the force, you do have some knowledge, even though you didn't go to college. Or maybe you did. I don't know. I was just rhyming words. I'm losing my mind. But we also have another segment here, Doc. That we, we do, do on the show. We do, yeah. I think we do, right? We do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We do. We ain't got no much, much, much else to talk about. So I think it's time we uh drop some lists because I think it's time we all made the list right about now. What's the segment called? You just made the list. You just
4: made the list.
3: And this is where we deep dive into the lists of Star Wars lore, and we go through these lists, and we give you guys our opinion, whether a yay or nay, or what we think. So. Do you want me to go first, Doc, or you want to go first? Who goes first? Uh, You go first?
1: Um, I go first? Um, How about I do uh, this little list over here that I got? It's called 10 Strongest Female Characters Ranked. All right. This is going to be a fun
3: one. You want to know why? Is it a sandwich making contest? (laughs) (laughs) I want extra baloney on that one. (laughs) All right, Doc. Extra baloney, Doc. Doc, Extra baloney, Doc. I want to see your baloney, Doc. I'm burning mine.
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, Did I say that out loud? Sorry. I didn't really mean to say that out loud. Uh, here we go. Top 10 strongest females. <laughs> Jin Erso, number 10. Sacrifice herself to help the rebellion and stop the Death Star. The darling of Rogue One. Very beautiful. Uh, Felicity, uh, whatever her name is. Jones. Um, Jones there you go. She can Jones me any day. Uh, number 9, which I disagree with this position, despite the fact that it's my favorite number. Uh, Padme Amidala was a powerful queen and skilled rebellion fighter. So it was odd that they put Padme so far down that list uh, that she would be landing at number nine. Number eight, Bo-Katan was chosen by Sabine Wren as the next leader of Mandalore. Now, she didn't earn that fucking dark saber, but that's beside the point. So Sabine is higher than um, Padme Amidala. <laughs>
3: Number I'm seven. Sorry. He says she didn't earn the dark saber, and all that popped into my mind yeah. it was the picture of that guy in March, the meme. You know yeah, what yeah, I'm talking about, black dude. Yeah, yeah. 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 And and right.
1: Bernie,
3: Barry, Barry's with
1: Barry. Barry. I don't
3: fucking know his name, dude. He's
1: he's dead. Rest in peace, Barry. Okay, number seven. Which I this is a massive disagreement over here, but that's beside the point. Um, Princess Leia Organa Solo was a four powerful first user and leader of the rebellion at number coming in at number she, seven. She She'd be number one. Coming Padme, you should be number two. Coming in at number s- 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 seven. Number uh, six. Saz Ventris was a Domathrian night sister who trained as a Sith. Okay, so maybe they're talking about power as in power, not like greatest characters, maybe. Now we're selling me on this a little bit more, I guess. All right, who's number five? Five. Mara Jade Skywalker was a She's highly trained assassin before it was a jedi master she's also not canon and i don't know why she's on this list moving up the list to number four
3: brie larson is Revan.
1: no i no, no, sunrider does that name ring a bell to you papa don no me sunrider yeah
3: no wait a minute she was she was she a chick just a in no she was the chick
1: you got pregnant in high school she's back Nomi Sunrider was the legendary Jedi master ended the Great Sith War. So, Dark Horse Comics, Tales of the Jedi, which was a very long-standing Dark Horse comic.
3: Not canon. Uh, like the Cinder Barbershop. Next. Not canon.
1: Exactly. I, I knew of Nomi, uh, but again, not canon. Number hey, three Noemi, on... How yeah. about that? Number three on this list is uh, goes out to... Uh, 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 John in Alabama. He just wants to send his love, Becky Sue. This song that really reminds them of. I'm doing my uh, Dick Clark. Sorry,
3: that uh, was Dick Clark. Yes, he's <laughs> dead,
1: by the way. So, uh, Jaina Solo was a skilled pilot She's and force user known as the Sword of the Jedi. Again, right, next. not canon. Number On two, number two, Ahsoka Tano. Okay, survived Order Six Six to continue her fight against the Empire. And then number one, Tell me the right. most powerful woman in the galaxy,
3: Kathleen Kennedy,
1: my ex-wife for making me pay her so much money for eight years. Uh, it's Ray. Unstrained Jedi, but super powerful. Makes her the most powerful person with a vagina in the Star Wars universe.
3: This is such a horrible list. I didn't say it was a good list. I just said it was a list, buddy. Okay, whatever. Um, next, *Revenge yes. of the Sith*: the five funniest and five saddest scenes. The reason I'm doing this is because it's one of my favorite movies. So let's go. Number ten, funniest. How did this happen? We're smarter than this. Talking about when they're rescuing Chancellor Palpatine in the beginning of the film, and they get caught in. A uh what was it, Ray shield? No.
1: Uh, Ray! Yes, it was one of those things where they where they get nailed and then they get
3: trapped. And they get little, of- yeah, they get like, like a little bubble. We're smarter than this. Number nine, saddest. Count Duco realizes Palpatine used him. That look he gives when he says, Very good, Anakin. Kill him kill him, kill him, kill him now
0: Good and he can good <laughs> kill him kill him now do it
3: uh yeah, that look he gives him like you motherfucker. <laughs> He's just like, what? He he, he, he goes. That's the best. Uh, I wish you guys could see that. Doc's face was spot on right there. Number eight, funniest. R2-D2 defeats two super battle droids alone. Funny, with the oil slick and the fire with the jets. Funny scene. Number seven, saddest. The Great Jedi Purge, a.k.a. Order 66. That music they played during that fucking scene though, does hit you in the feels. So yeah, yes. I can see why. Um, funniest. Hello there. Which has become a running joke in my house. Uh, I grab my wife's phone when she's not looking and I do hello there. And then I pan the the, the phone away and then back on me and I go, General Kenobi. And the she kids do it that. too. Oh, she hates it. Of course. Um, saddest. Uh, when uh, Yoda says Mm, failed, I have, and he bounces out of dodge after he gets. He loses his battle to uh, Palpatine. I don't know if that's. I wouldn't say that's the saddest, but I don't know, funniest.
2: <laughs> Unli-
1: <laughs> what do you say? I, I was gonna say something else, but
3: now I'm, gonna say? Say, now I'm gonna say
2: unlimited power. <laughs> 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 <What's> that was <laughs> that?
3: Yeah, that is funny. Not because even the not the unlimited power part is the after effect when he does that. <clears throat> he's
1: such an, an over actor. I love
3: it. I love it. Too. Oh, God. Saddest Anakin and Obi Wan's climactic showdown. That's pretty sad. It is sad. The whole scene from start to finish. Is an epic encounter and one of the greatest moments in Star Wars history, in my opinion. It
1: never fails to get but, the, in the feels.
3: Same here. But what hits me even harder in the feels is when Anakin and Obi-Wan say goodbye to each other for the last time before they see each other on Mustafar. When they're leaving to go on their separate missions. And he apologizes for him like losing control in front of the, the, the Jedi Council. And then he's like, Anakin, you've become a better Jedi than I can ever be. And then he goes, goodbye, old friend. May the Force be with you. At that time, you don't realize he's saying goodbye to him forever. But now when you look at it in retrospect, and that could be said even from a certain point of view, we can use it as a certain topic. It hits me even harder because you know, you know what's going to happen. And it it hurts. Number two, funniest. Funniest when Anakin kills a bunch of kids. No, when Obi-Wan kills uh Grievous with a blaster and he goes, so, so uncivilized. So uncivilized. Number one, saddest. Palpatine tells Vader he killed Padme.
2: No. no.
3: And that's another thing we can hear from a certain point of view, too, but I digress. Anyway. So yeah, those are those are uh five funniest, five saddest scenes from Revenge of the Sith.
1: That worked. Oh, am I up next? Sorry. Hold on.
3: Yeah, do you agree? Disagree? Anything you want to add? Uh,
1: you know, I, I, th- I would say his saddest moment was when Anakin killed them fucking kids.
3: Boy, that was some legit shit. Yeah, right they didn't here. show it, though.
1: I know. Still, it's the, the implication of it was pretty fucking nasty. Okay, let's you know, see. You
3: know, hold on. You know what else is a fucking... Damn even it. though it's, it's, it's a scene within the scene, when he yells out I hate you! And he's burning up. Dude, <laughs> I hate you in the feels... You were my brother, Anakin. You were uh, my brother, Anakin. Okay. I loved you.
1: Top 10 most iconic I, weapons I gave in Star Wars. you
3: uh-huh.
1: Top 10 most iconic weapons in Star Wars ranked. So we're looking at iconic weapons. All right, here we go. Ready? I'm ready. Yeah, I'm ready. All right, number 10. Boba Fett's E4 carbine rifle. Now, I think they just put this in here. Just because it's Boba Fett. Because who, who did he shoot with that fucking thing? Nobody. Maybe Emperor and Uncle Bowen at some point. But uh, otherwise, not nobody fantastic. Uh, number nine, the crossguard lightsaber, which is, uh, you know, uh, used by Kylo Ren, as well as some other jabroni of the Knights of the, uh, of the, of the uh, High Republic. Number eight, the DLT-19 heavy blaster rifle wielded by the stormtroopers. Uh, how is that a powerful weapon if they've never shot anybody in the history of the movies, with that thing, okay, not true. Who they shit with it? Um, Huck shot some fucking body with it. That's about it.
3: Episode seven, they shot. Uh, uh, what's his name? Poe Dameron's, uh X-wing. He couldn't go anywhere.
1: I think I think more uh, more more uh, rebels killed people with that blaster than a
3: uh, stormtrooper. Listen. These these blast shots are too precise to be sand people. That's right. These are stormtrooper shots. all the everyone. staff number seven.
1: Um, right. yeah. They're talking about his penis or his staff? I'm not so sure. Oh. Uh, number nine, number six. Luke Skywalker's return of the Jedi lightsaber. So his green lightsaber falls into number six.
2: Oh, uh, this a is a saber that up. that
1: that that ripped off uh, Vader's hand that killed a ton of dark troopers um, and then plenty of other things we probably didn't see. Um, I'm not to buying that one. Darth Maul's double-bladed lightsaber hits number five.
2: Okay.
1: Anakin Skywalker's lightsaber hits number four. Anakin. All
3: right.
1: Ace Windu's lightsaber with number three. Really? What did Mace purple? do with that lightsaber? It's purple.
3: It's chopped off someone's head. Uh, nonsense. Off with his head.
1: Chewbacca's bowcaster is number
3: two. Okay.
1: Powerful weapon. I agree. Is it power more powerful than a lightsaber? No. And then number one, Han Solo's Blastek DL44 is the most powerful weapon. Yeah. In the, I, what? What are they talking about? So another sh- sorry. Another civilized. Most uh, most iconic weapons. Right. So do you think? Okay, iconic maybe. Do you think Han Solo's lightsaber is more iconic than Darth Vader's lightsaber? No. It's craziness. I agree.
3: I agree. You know why?
1: Because it's fucking screen rant.
3: (laughs) Fuck the screen. Fuck that end of the screen. Um, Okay, let's see. Ten ways Phantom Menace undermined Darth Vader's legacy. So let's see what it says here. Number one: that yippee by (laughs) Anakin Skywalker. I don't think it undermined Vader. He's He's a kid. Leave alone. The whole building three C uh, three PO thing. Uh, we went into this how he wants to you, you know we from a certain point of view it looks like he built them up to be a companion during the adventures he wanted to have in the galaxy yeah, with his mom. Yeah, leave
1: alone,
3: <laughs> leave alone. as a kid, man. The bad pickup lines with Padme. Are you an angel? Eh.
1: Be the best? Come on, those are great.
3: <laughs> are you a rhinoceros? <laughs> My bad, trying to get that space pussy. Uh, can I clap them cheeks? Um, he's way too well adjusted for someone in his circumstances. Meaning that he was born into slavery, yet he's too comfortable being Watto's hired help. You know what all I mean?
1: That's all he knows. What else do you
3: want the kid to do? He seemed more lucky than skilled. I, I don't know about lucky that. And good
1: any day of the week, baby.
3: He's a mama's boy. Okay,
1: but he left, he left his mother.
3: He's so hopeful, or I'm sorry, he's so helpful. Um, when Yoda senses his fear rather than his anger, he's a little kid. Why would he have any anger? I don't understand.
1: And he just got yanked away from his, his mother, so he's not going to be afraid. Come on, guys kid bashing over here.
3: Number two, his role in the Battle of Naboo could have been better. Now, this is pod racing. Uh, uh, number one, there's little to no edge to him. He's a fucking kid. I don't get these articles. This no,
1: it, it makes no sense. This one was a particularly painful one. I'm going to dovetail in an equally particularly painful one right now. How's that sound?
3: Well, hold on, before we dovetail on anything... Thomas. Let's let's touch base on a deleted scene from episode one between him and Greedo. Did you Greedo. know about the scene? I actually did know about the scene. Um so did I. I thought it was actually in the movie. No, no I, I knew know it why. wasn't
1: in the movie. I remember seeing it, I think, on the deleted scene rail, and that's why Maybe I remember that's it so why much. It movie, yeah. He gets into a fight with Greedo and you know the the Indian guy, what's his name? Uh, Ned Wed, Ed, what, I don't know, some shit Apu is there from, uh, Apu, yeah, from the Simpsons. Um is there. And Anakin's ready to, like, you know, give Greedo the beat And Qui Gon rolls in the door, pulls him off Greedo, because Greedo was um, implying that Anakin had cheated at, to win the pod race. And, you know, um, Qui Gon gives him some sage advice about, because he thinks it's true, does it mean that it? it's true? Some shit like that. And Anakin goes, oh, you know, I'm a person. My name is Anakin. And then he leaves. And then um, Kitster, K- Kitster was the guy, the, 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 the idiot guy's name. And he told Greedo, he said, you know, he, that, that attitude of yours is going to get you in trouble one day. And Greedo, like, you know, flipped him off and walked away. And then we all know what happened to Greedo in the end. That clunky. But clunky, <laughs> clunky <laughs> to his ass. That's right.
3: Kicking anyway. the doorway on the fourth floor. Qui-Gon screaming, don't hit Anakin no more. Oh, don't hit yeah. Anakin.
1: Okay. Um, my list. Ten ways rise of Skywalker. Let yes! Down I
3: didn't want to do this one.
1: <laughs> and I let the Han Solo one for you. Character yeah. down. Uh, okay, so the black guy gets let down, of course. Number ten is our
3: white pussy. Yeah, his arc. Well, we'll
1: talk about that. His arc becomes wrapped up in Ray's. He wish he was wrapped up in Ray's. So uh, apparently, you know, they drop his arc and they wrap his arc up in Ray, which we complained about, I think, as fans, the fact that the big trio weren't together, you know, barely ever in the first two movies, and we needed to see them together. We needed to see Pit, uh, Finn, Poe, and Ray. Together, like Luke, Han, and Leia were, like uh, Adam, uh, Anakin, Padme, and, and Obi-Wan were. So there's a reason why they were wrapped up together. Finn and Poe become mildly antagonistic and keep secrets. So I thought this was funny. Um, fans saw the obvious romantic chemistry between them and ran with it. I hate
3: it. that. I'm sorry. I hate that. Why, why can't two guys just be good friends why did if they if, you know what i'm saying just because they hit it off like you and i hit it off doesn't mean that we want to sleep with each other no well, you We're tried just
2: two
3: motherfucker. no i did not try because i don't fail if i tried <laughs> i would baptize you greek and you'd like it oh, but, god. <laughs> you, you that's exactly what you'd be saying oh god uh, for at least 30 seconds at least um <laughs> anyhow um yeah. I don't understand I don't, this. I don't think
1: Disney was ever going that way. Like well the even fans... if they
3: weren't, I didn't pick up on that vibe. I don't no. understand why people are saying this.
1: The game his jacket. He's, he's they, they, they want to go in the back and plow some uh uh oh,
3: man. And it's the fact thing. that the rumor that JJ was wanted, I just like, come on, guys. we don't need sexuality in Star Wars. It's for kids. Anyway, go on.
1: Finn was trained as a stormtrooper, but barely fights. We saw, you know, in the first movie, him kick some ass and then he kind of like dips away and doesn't really do much of it. He watches Chewbacca get a captured. and doesn't really help Ray when it came to uh, uh, helping her out and getting him back. Number seven, he often defers to Ray instead of being a leader to his own in his own right. Well, that's because she's the star of the movie. Finn is captured by stormtroopers, but doesn't even escape on his own merit. Why? Because Hux has to save them uh that was just part of the turn guys you know you gotta deal with it five ray pushes finn away ignoring his genuine friendship um i don't think he really wanted to be a friend i think he wanted to be a friend with uh, some uh some bennies Friends. yeah four finn gives up too quickly because things sound too dangerous so they're calling him a pussy all right don't want to fight ray wants to keep moving forward uh that's all part of that yeah nonsense okay uh, there are more stormtroopers that have defected, but they barely get any screen time. Um, my assumption was that they were going to tail out Finn into his own series before uh, Boyega opened his mouth and blew it off for Star Wars. Number two, Finn continuously causes unnecessary problems for other characters. One example they give is that you know he jumps onto the wreckage of the Death Star and tries to distract. Get you know, raise attention while she's fighting Kylo and almost gets her, uh, defeated by until so she throws him away from the, from all the fighting. In the end, Finn does almost nothing except be mildly force sensitive, of which Ray completely ignores him throughout the whole movie.
4: Bad
3: booking 101, I agree. Yep. Um, I don't know, man. A lot of uh, mm. A lot of this a lot of this I'm looking at this from a different point of view from a new set of eyes a lot of these male characters in the sequel trilogy were written in a way where they get uh, they get pushed to the side for everything else not even that they get they get what's the right word broken down or uh, chopped down so they can raise up Ray and the female you know what I mean and, you know, you can still build up your female characters without breaking down or busting down your male characters. You know what I'm saying? You don't have to make them look like deadbeat dads or useless former stormtroopers or hotshot pilots who don't know what they're doing. You know what I mean? And, and disgruntled former Jedis in order to make Ray the star of the the... the you know, star of the sequel trilogy. Um, originally, when people would say that, I'm like, nah, you're out of your, you out of your fucking mind. You don't know what you're talking about. But the more and more I'm deep diving into these and looking this, all these little subliminal tropes, there's some, there's some merit to some of this now. So it's, it's weird. I don't know. Um, anyhow, agreed. Agreed. Ten ways Han Solo story could have played out differently. Let's see where this goes. Number ten. He could have gone with Kira. No, that couldn't have happened. She loved him. Number nine, he could have been killed by Chewbacca. Okay, if they, maybe. He could have appeared in Revenge of the Sith. Initially, he was supposed to be on Kashyyyk as an, an adopted kid. And then they, they, they changed that last minute. Thank God. Um, he could have quit the Rebel Alliance. Could have. Um, his, but he went to that ass, so...
1: That's what it's all about.
3: His carbonite freeze could have gone wrong.
1: Could have. We, we actually may see that in the uh, in the um, Boba Fett series for the Marvel Comics.
3: He could have been eaten by the Sarlacc pit. I don't see why that would happen, considering he's a big movie star at the time. He could have died before the Forest Awakens. Well, if uh, Harrison Ford had his way, yeah, he would have. He could have lost Laird to Luke. That's just creepy. Yeah, well, yeah, he could have—he could have been Ray's father. That still would have been better than the Palpatine storyline. True that. Um, he could have lost Kylo Ren forever. Okay. Anyway, next, these are horrible lists this week.
2: Yeah, I think that's all we got. By the way,
3: no Star Wars powers only Sith can use. I'll, let me let's okay. run this. Run it. Let's see. Uh, da, 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 da. mind tricks. Used by Bolt. both. Yeah, yeah, I guess they can probe the mind to get information like Halo did. Um, Bolt of Hatred, the Suda Wituska, whatever the hell, the ancient Sith technique That the kind of spicy. Magic. Force choke, cool. Force drain, cool. Possession. Uh, it's possible through the use of magic. I guess they're talking through the Dark Sisters. Uh, the Night Sisters, I'm sorry. Dark Illusion, we seen in Rebels. Pelop indeed doing some dark illusions. Focused Rage. Um, I guess that's what saved Maul's life. The Force Scream? Dude,
1: that one was the worst one out of all of them.
3: Force Lightning. Okay.
1: That's You have to go back on Force Scream. That's where Vader goes. Ngah. You see it like all the 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 um.
2: Oh, wait, the, the, things
1: uh, are... the things, exploding and breaking. It, it's that's not a Force Power. That's, that's not just a... him fucking using the Force to kind of crush things because he's angry. A force Scream. What a <sighs> bullshit is that?
2: It's a lot of
3: bullshit. A lot, a lot of bullshit. Um. Alright, I guess that's uh, that's it. For, uh, you made the list. Uh, since we're not going to go down these other topics, we'll see them for a future full, uh, from a certain point of view. You got anything else you want to add, Doc?
1: Um, what else do I want to add? I got a, got a bunch of uh, Star Wars stuff this week. Um, some of the Black Series stuff for the Bad Batch is hitting stores, which is going to be perfect to timing when it comes to the Bad Batch show. So I got my... Um, my um, Hunter and I got uh, who's the other jabroni? Um, one of Shawn the, Michaels. Uh, no. Uh, Crosshairs in the mail but the uh, there's like an elite stormtrooper clone trooper nonsense and I got a Sabine Wren as well from the Mandalorian. But
3: that's about it. Very cool. Very cool. Um, well, ladies and gentlemen, I guess we're going to wrap it up. And I never wrap it up. That's why I have 37 kids, but Spear, I'll let them know where you can find you at
4: yeah man it's been great but you can also find me every friday on the on the rational rage podcast on the rational rage network the show's gone through a bit of an evolution it's no more anger-filled rant fest about politics because that shit just does no good to anybody's soul it just divides us all so now it's just a show where people come on they hang out we have a few drinks and we talk about anything uh on instagram spiro underscore a darth underscore spirit on that's it guys
3: doc your turn
1: my turn uh you can find me at dr dr underscore destroyo d-e-s-t r-r-o-y-o instagram alex M D on twitter alex Royo on facebook and remember you can watch me on cnn still on demand cnn special report watch my blue steel as i talk about the truth about vaccines
3: Blue steel and sex appeal. Brought to you by the N.F.O. Every day. Um, You can find me at Greek God Papadon on Twitter and on Instagram, Demetrius Papadon on Facebook. And again, if you friend request me and you're a fan of the show, tell me you're an N.F.O. fan and I'll accept. You can go to my pro wrestling T store and get your Greek God Papadon T-shirts. Pro wrestling T slash Greek God Papadon. Go to my YouTube page where you can see my wrestling matches and my promos. The YouTube page you got pop it on. Subscribe to it. Hit the notification bell. Like the videos, comment, et cetera, et cetera. But most importantly, you can find the three of us together at NFO underscore podcast on Twitter. New Force Order on Instagram. Official New Force Order on Facebook. And newforceorder at yahoo.com is the email address. Ladies and gentlemen, hopefully we entertained you this week. Hopefully we enlightened you with some news and our opinions of said news and topics and lore from a galaxy far, far away. I know I had a good time. Doc, you had a good time?
1: Always, baby. Always. That's
3: right. Um, So thank you for giving us the opportunity to sit down and talk to you about a galaxy far, far away. Something that we love very much. Uh, We will never try to get ourselves over on Star Wars. We will continue to try to get Star Wars more over with you, the fans. All six of you guys. Uh, this has been another exciting edition of the new force order.
4: For life. And that's just too sweet.
3: Henceforth execute order and ever like
1: my father before are- me. Do their
2: job well. I'll guarantee that. Don't get in my way. Don't, don't 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 get
1: in my way. Fire. Don't get in my way. Don't don't don't, don't get in my way. Dead. No disintegrations. Fire. No disintegrations. Dead. No disintegrations. You're more
0: used to me, dead. I give my allegiance to no one. Dead. I give my allegiance to no one. Dead. I'm gonna feel your uncle. You. Fire.